You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Let's declare the Word of God. One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept His sacrifice on the cross and His resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to His Word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the Word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you and say, Your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. Yes, you might be going through some challenges and difficulties, but when you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason to smile, there's reason to rejoice. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to minister a message be empowered. Be empowered been going through a time where you've just felt a bit flat, down, which has been a little bit tough. Am I talking to the right people here? Is this church? Let me see your hand. You've been going through a bit of a tough time, a flat time. Well, you know, I've got a message for you this morning. Be empowered. Be empowered. How can we say that with confidence? The book of Isaiah 40 verse 29 says, He gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, He increases strength. Wow. If you're feeling weak, God wants to empower you. Do you know how God is going to do it? Well, there's many ways. Because God is God. But one of the ways is through His Word. Amen? Paul said, when I'm weak, He's strong. God can manifest His strength in your weakness. This Word, the Bible teaches us, became flesh. The Word became flesh It manifested and we could see its glory. The Word of God has got power. The Word of God has got power. Do you believe that? The Bible teaches us the Word of God has got salvation power. Healing power. Deliverance power. Sanctification, power. He sent his word and he healed them. This word is Jesus that manifested. We sometimes treat it like letters. But when you spend time in the word, you are spending time with Jesus. This is an unusual book, an uncommon book. You think you're reading it, but it's busy reading you. 
You think you're reading the book, but the book is busy reading you. For us as believers, we need to give unusual commitment, time and effort to the Word of God. Set time aside to read it because you're in it, I'm in it, God is in it. This is the chronicles of God's love. This is filled with promises concerning your life. It's not an ordinary book. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed them. This word has got healing power. One Peter teaches us that holy men were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is not just words written down, but it's breathed. God breathed, inspired by the Holy Spirit, full of light and life. God has not changed his mind. Jeremiah 29, 11 is still true. I know the thoughts towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and hope. God wants you to spend time in his word so that you would know what he is saying about you, thinking about you, that you would know his opinion for your life. Especially in this year with so many things going on, where we've come from the past few years. You need heaven's opinion about your situation. Heaven's wisdom deposited on the inside of your heart to know what to do. Amen? You can read the Bible. A matter of fact, you can know everything from Genesis to Revelation. But it's required of us to receive the word of God with meekness into our hearts. You have to allow the word of God to become an integral part of your life. Then by its very nature, it will start to change you. It will encourage you. It will empower you. You have to read this as if your life depends upon it because your life depends upon it. Amen? Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, I love my Bible. <laughs> Knowing facts about Jesus Christ does not mean you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can know things about me, about household of Christ. Read up 
on our Facebook and Instagram, but still don't know us, the heart, loving God, loving people, what we stand for. If you want your mind to be renewed, your way of thinking to change, you have to receive the Word of God with meekness into your heart, which is able to save your soul, your way of thinking. If you don't receive the Word with meekness into your heart, nothing will change. You'll know everything from here, but believe nothing from here. It's not so much reading the Bible, but becoming it and living it. Do you know what's one of the biggest problems in the church in general today? She's been educated beyond her obedience. She knows everything, but she's doing very little. I hear you, pastor. I know that. I've been that. I've seen that. I grew up in church. I can quote the scriptures. You can know it all. Are you doing it? I know I have to drink three liters of water every day. Do you do it? I'm trying very hard, amen. It's the difference between hearers and listeners. You can sit here right now and you can hear the word of God. Are you listening? Are you listening? I sometimes preach a sermon and afterwards I say to myself, it doesn't feel like one of my best sermons, you know. Then somebody would come to me and say, this was your best sermon ever. I'm thinking like, what? My best sermon ever? <laughs> but then I know in my heart, no, you were just listening today for the first time. All the other times you were just hearing. <laughs> Because if you were listening, you would know I've preached better sermons than this. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 13.5 says that we should examine ourselves as to whether we are in faith. It says, test yourself. We don't like that. We've just come out of a season with our children writing exams. I know it's holiday season right now. Many people are taking a break and that's fine. Go and rest. Time of resting is a time of hearing. But the Bible says, examine yourself to whether you are in faith. How do you know that you're in faith? The only proof of your faith is your obedience. Your obedience to the word of God. If you are listening and doing it, then you're obedient. But if you are just hearing it and not doing it, you're disobedient. To know the Bible and to obey the Bible is two different things. To preach a sermon and to live a sermon, two completely different things. This is the dilemma that Nicodemus found himself in, in the book of John chapter 3, when he came to Jesus. He said to Jesus, I'm giving you a mind interpretation, he's saying to Jesus, 
I've been preaching for 30 years. I know the Torah. I'm a leader of leaders. I quote the scriptures. I know the word. You have only been busy not even for three years. Why are you empowered and I'm not empowered? Nicodemus knew the word here. He was preaching it, teaching it to people. Jesus was living it. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power went about doing good. He wasn't telling people to do good. He was going and doing good. Nicodemus taught sound doctrine. He was not lying to the people. He taught sound doctrine. Gave them the truth. But he was not born again. Most people are looking for power on the outside, whereas God wants to empower us on the inside. We're looking for knowledge. I mean, you just go onto Google and there's so much knowledge available. But we can see from Nicodemus' life that the key is not knowledge, but obedience. Turn to the person next, you say, obedience. It's not committing the word of God to memory, but it's allowing it to become an integral part of your very life. Because then it changes you. Then it will empower you. Then it can take somebody who's a nobody and a nothing that takes this to heart and allows the word, the light and the life that is in here, the life of Christ himself, Somebody that gives the word of God the rightful place in their hearts will not just see their lives being changed, but people around them's lives being changed. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, be empowered. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22. Are you ready to be empowered? Turn to the person next to you say, get ready to be empowered. James 1 verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Can I just stop there for a minute? That's a serious statement. To come to somebody and say, you're deceiving yourself. That's a serious statement. It says, but be doers of the word and not only hearers deceiving yourselves. If you're only hearing the word and you're not doing it, you're deceiving yourself. Do you know what's deceiving? Deception is when you're moving in this direction and you are 100% convinced this is the right direction that I'm moving in, but you're supposed to be going in that direction. That's deception. Deception is doing the opposite of what you are supposed to be doing, but you think you're doing the right thing. It says, if you are not a doer of the word, you're deceiving yourself. Aina, don't say amen. Say Aina. In the last days, this is the thing that we should pray against more than anything is deception. 
Because the enemy is coming to deceive us, to lie to us on so many levels. One of the lies of COVID in the church was that you don't have to come to church anymore, you can just go online. It's a lie. And many Christians fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Because the Bible says, do not neglect the assembly of the saints. As is the manner of some, as you see the day approaching. He says, as you see the day approaching where Christ will come, more and more people won't go to church and think it's not necessary. That's just one of them. I can mention a whole lot of others. A deception to think I don't have to read the Word of God. You have to spend time in the Word when you're a Christian. Amen? To ask God, Lord, place a genuine desire in my heart for your Word and for your holiness. Because every time you spend time in the Word, you are spending time with Jesus. And that's what we need, time with Jesus. To give us a clear perspective of the future, to hear what he is saying about you and your family, your situation, your circumstances. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Can you see if you start doing the word, God will bless your work. Obedience is the key. Verse 26, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Wow. Now the deception has not just gone from you deceiving yourself, but your heart is deceived. Turn to the person next to you, say, control your tongue. Turn to the person on the other side, say, control your tongue. Sometimes we confess things that are contrary to us as a Christian. That's a heavy statement. These scriptures, I want to look at that and say, Lord, help me that my heart will not become deceived. It's not part of my sermon notes, but Obadiah 1 verse 3 actually says, the pride of my heart has deceived me. So when you actually get to a place where you say, I know better than the Bible, that's actually a heart full of pride. When the Bible says, forgive, and you say, no, not now. When they are cursing you, what does the Bible say? When they curse you, bless them. You say, huh, you're cursing me. Mm. Return to sender, return to sender, return to sender. <laughs> Am I talking to the right people here? Your heart is deceiving you. You don't fight fire with fire. As Christians, we don't, when they curse you, you curse them back. Jesus, in Matthew 5, he says, if they despitefully use you, pray for them. Ah, you want to despitefully use me? Me? 
You want a piece of me? That kind of behavior is deception. Your heart is deceiving you. You know what's even more dangerous about that? This is just for free, just for free for you. Obadiah 1 verse 3 that says, the pride of my heart has deceived me. What happens when you've got pride in your heart? Can you draw close to Jesus? No. When you have pride in your heart, you cannot draw close to Jesus. But when there's humility in your heart, you can draw close to Jesus. And this pride is crept into the church. Turn to the person next to you and say, the good news is Jesus loves you and there's always hope. Amen? Let us guard our hearts and be doers of the word of God. Matthew 7 verse 26 says, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and the great was its fall. If I'm going to preach it, it's not just to say it. Let's walk the walk. Let's walk the walk. You know what's the good news? You don't have to do it in your own strength and in your own power. The Holy Spirit is here to help you, to empower you to be able to do it. When God says, I'm coming to empower you, it's a promise backed by heaven. When he said you'll receive power, it's power to overcome every situation and circumstances. Not in our terms, but according to his word. When you act upon the word, you release power immediately. That small step that you take changes everything. The challenge that we have more than ever is we are reasoning with our minds. Why do you think God told them when they faced Jericho, keep quiet? Don't say a thing. Am I talking to the right people here? Sometimes when we face impossibilities and we need God to empower us, we become our own worst enemy. You become strong. The foundation becomes strong when you just obey. God said to them, keep quiet. I've given you the city, the king and all its mighty men. All I want you to do is, is keep quiet. Walk around the city and don't say a thing. Let the Levites go before you and let them blow the trumpet. Let them make the certain sound in the spirit that will bring the victory. But you just keep quiet. For six days, keep quiet. The seventh day, he said, seven times around the, the city. God doesn't need seven to get the victory. The seven was for them. To make them tired, not to say anything. <laughs> so that they know when they run towards the city and the walls come down, it's not them, but it's God who's doing it. Amen. 
Some of you, God has, has to make you tired so that He can rescue you. You know, even when you're out, lifesavers will tell you. My cousin was a lifesaver. When somebody gets pulled out into the sea and they get close to him and the person has got a lot of strength and grabbing, they first leave the person to get tired because if he's still strong like that and he grabs the lifesaver and he's panicking, he pulls both of them down. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't panic. God's got your back. Amen? Have you felt like you've been drowning? Are you grabbing at all different things? Let God empower you. Here's the key. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. When Jesus is your solid foundation and your rock, even though there's a storm, you'll be able to stand. Things around you will be shaken, but you'll be able to stand. He says, I've placed my peace on the inside of you. I give you my peace. Not the peace of this world, a peace that comes from heaven. In this world, you'll have trials, you'll have tribulations, you'll have difficulties. Don't let those things make you weak. You've been strengthened in your inner man. Amen? Amen. Family, listen to me. Where God is going to communicate with you is in your spirit. He's going to give you strength in your spirit. Colossians, strengthening in the inner man. Proverbs teaches us a man's spirit will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? God wants to strengthen you from the inside out. So it doesn't matter what situation you are facing, you can be empowered. But if you're looking for strength from the outside, you'll be running here, you'll be running there. If you want to be empowered in simple words, just be a doer of the word. Just be a doer of the word. Faith without works is dead. A lot of you are waiting for God to do something where God is waiting for you to move. Can I say that again? Many of us are waiting for God to do something where God is waiting for you to do something. Go read the Bible. You'll always see, go. Go into the world. See, I've given you the city. Go, move over the Jordan. Go and possess the land. But many of us are saying, no, God told me he's given me the promised land. So I'm just going to sit here and wait until God folds up the promised land and brings it to me. Not doing anything, waiting for God to do it. Whereas God says, I'll bless the work of your hands. Why don't you go put your hands to something? Today we have a prayer line. What does the Bible say? Lay hands on the sick. Can God heal somebody? Is there any distance in the spirit? No, God can do it anyway. But he says, lay hands on the sick. You become that point of contact. Be obedient and pray. I want to encourage you, take that step. That thing that God has placed on the inside of you that's been laying there dormant for so many years. 
just go and do it. Step out and do it. It's when you take that step, the word of God is a lamp unto your feet. When you take that step, the light moves, then you'll know what's the next thing that you have to do. But many of you have been standing still with the light around you here, and you don't know what's the next step because you've never taken the next step. Turn to the person, give the Lord a hand. You know, let me share this. When people see us here in ministry today, but in 2000, we had to leave ministry. When my son was born premature, we had a lot of medical expenses, and I had to leave ministry, move from Bloemfontein, and moved in with my parents. Thank God that I had a safety net, my parents. At that time, I said, God, I'm a pastor in heart. What can I do to help people? I want to be a blessing to people. Yeah, God drops into my heart, give a house away. God, I'm living with my parents, and you say, give a house away. Have you had moments like that? (laughs) What you make happen for others, God will make those things happen for you. So I said, okay, God, I'm going to give a house away. I'm going to give soccer jerseys away, and I'm going to give food parcels away. How am I going to do it? So I contact a very prominent newspaper, and I say, this is what I want to do. Call them. Had a meeting with them. God just dropped it in my spirit. If I had never done that and taken that first step, nothing would have fallen in place. Afterwards, when I spoke to one of the ladies from the agency when we did the whole thing, she said to me, when you called... When I took the action, when God said, just call them, in my mind, it doesn't make, I just did it. I took that step. Afterwards, she told me, she said, when you called and you left the message, we were having a meeting where we said, let's do something exciting towards the end of the year, like give a house away. There was no house. There was just the idea that God dropped in my heart. And I just took the action and I called. And from there, God put everything in place and we gave a house away. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Our works prove our faith. Our works perfect our faith. Our works complete our faith. Faith without action is dead. It means absolutely nothing. Your faith needs action. If there's no action, it's dead. The only proof of your faith is your obedience. Turn to the person next to you and say, faith equals obedience. Can I say this? If you're going to be a Christian and you want to be empowered, do it from your heart and not from here. There are many people that are pastors, but they're not such in heart. You can hold any position. You can be a husband, you can be a wife, but not such in heart. You can be a pastor, but not such in heart. 
I can dress up and look like a pastor, talk like a pastor, but not be that in heart. God looks at our heart. Faith comes from our heart. If we're going to be God-pleasers as Christians, let's do it with all our heart. Because true power comes from within. It's not a facade on the outside. Let's not draw close to God with our mouths, but our hearts are far away from Him. Am I talking to the right people here today? You know, I want this power to be real. When I come to you and I preach this to you, I want to know that it's going to work. And I can assure you this will work, but we have our part to play. Why did God listen to Elijah? Because Elijah listened to God. Why did God obey Elijah's words that it stopped raining? Because Elijah obeyed God's words. That's the principle. If you want to be empowered by the word of God, allow this to become an integral part of your very life. We exercise our faith in vain if we want to do it from here, but we're not doing it from here. This needs your heart's full agreement. When you know somebody's word, you know their character. And when you know their character, they become predictable. Why can we trust Jesus? Because we know his word and we know his character. And that's why we know what he will do in every situation. Because of what his word says. Can I ask you a challenging question as a Christian? If you did not say one word, but people just looked at the Jesus character in you, would they get saved? Well, Francis from Assisi said, let's preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. God's word reflects his character. You can see when somebody is allowing the word of God to become an integral part of their lives. Because when you take this word and it becomes an integral part of your very life, you allow it to come into your heart. By its very nature, it will change you, it will empower you, it will encourage you, it will lift you up. So sometimes when we are down, we just have to open our Bibles and be empowered. Go take some time and read some of your favorite Psalms. Amen? Or those that you have memorized. Just start to recite them and, and say them to the Lord. Amen? Can I tell you something? People in the world are tired of just hearing sermons. They're tired of just hearing sermons. They want to see a sermon in your life. Don't let them hear it. Let them see it. What God is doing in you and through you. Am I talking to the right people here? If we want to change this nation, there's enough sermons that's been preached. Let's go live it. Let's go live it. Let's go show them, you know what? He has power. I've allowed the word of God into my heart. I've given Jesus the rightful place in my heart and things are starting to change. Turn to the person next to you. Say, Jesus loves you.
Say, we're coming close to the end. Hebrews 12. Well, before I go there, when God communicates to our hearts, we know that God is speaking to us. And God is busy saying something to us. And most of us have become weak because of things that we've allowed in our lives. Can I tell you the number one message when I read the Bible that I see? If we truly say that we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, do you know what's required of us? The Bible says, they will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. So how do we know that you love Jesus? You obey his commandments. You know what's one of the instructions he gives us? He says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do you love your neighbor? Do you know who is your neighbor? Let me tell you something. Your neighbor can be anybody. Your neighbor can be from a different religion. Your neighbor can be the person who's always saying nasty things about you. Your neighbor can be the one lying about you. Your neighbor can be from a different culture, a different background. Your neighbor can be anybody. Jesus said in his word in the book of 1, 1 John, he said, how can you say you love God but you do not love your neighbor? You've not seen me but you've seen your neighbor. The one that you can see, you're not loving him but you want to tell me you love me that you've never seen? This is a challenge to all Christians. This is why we need God to empower us so that we can forgive in the same way as Christ has forgiven, that we can love in the way that Jesus loves. For God so loved the world. What's Christ's nature? His character is to love the whole world. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus loves the whole world. Do you know what's the thing that makes us weak? When we don't have love in our hearts. I'm closing with this. Hebrews 12, verse 12 says, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. It says that when you feel like lame, like this, he says, strengthen that. He says, how do you do that? He says, pursue peace with some people. Is that what the Bible says? No. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. If you don't pursue peace and holiness, Matthew 5 verse 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Those that can keep their hearts pure. Do you want to be empowered from on high? Pursue peace with your neighbor. 
Pursue peace with your neighbor and holiness. That's the way to be empowered on the inside. Somebody made you angry this week? Somebody told a lie about you this week? Somebody despitefully used you this week? Somebody cursed you this week? Somebody pushed you away this week? Somebody rejected you this week? Ask God to empower you to love them. That's the power of the gospel. When you act upon the word of God, it gives God the opportunity to act in you. When you act upon the word of God, it gives God the opportunity to act on the inside of you. When you act upon the word of God, allowing the word of God with humility into your heart, it changes everything about you. It energizes you. We all want to be empowered. When you have that revelation that God wants to empower you, it's easy to be obedient to his word. When you see he wants to take you from where you are to where he wants to take you, it's easy to be obedient to his word. Acting upon the word is just saying, Jesus, help me. Old Testament is thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. New Testament, Jesus is here right next to us. When we act upon the word of God, you're literally taking Jesus' hand. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's going to be with me. He's going to help me. He's going to empower me. We become more spiritual. We grow spiritually as we're obedient to the word of God. This is the key. When you go to James 1, when you're obedient, this one becomes blessed in everything that he will do. The key is obedience. To ask God to grant unto us a humble heart, a sincere heart, a heart that at all times will be obedient to the word of God. It's not that difficult. It's when you give Jesus the rightful place in your heart and you say, Lord, manifest your strength in my weakness that gives him the opportunity to work in you and through you. It's clear from Scripture. Obedience is the key to blessing. Obedience is the key to empower you for God to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Make the decision and say, Lord, I'm going to be obedient to your word. Make a decision that from this week, even if it's one verse or one chapter, wherever your capacity is, to spend more time in the Word of God. Because every time you spend time in the Word of God, you're spending time with Jesus, and He will empower you from on high every time in Jesus' mighty name. Selah. Precious Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace. Thank you, Lord, for empowering us with the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, that that hope of glory, Jesus Christ, is on the inside of us to strengthen us in our inner man. Father, be every person's shield, be their protection, and be their exceedingly great reward, O oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Lift up every person's spirit to where you are. Give them strength in their inner man and empower them, O oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for that. We bless you for that as we receive from your throne room everything that's good and everything that's pure, everything that's whole and everything that builds up and everything that encourages in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said...
Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.